name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Blessed feast to celebrate Epiphany on a Sunday. What a wonderful opportunity. So this beautiful feast is Christ's announcing his ministry to us. Uh, the first feast uh, before this is his birth his condescending to become man, uh, and this feast is his condescension, condescending into, descending into the waters to sanctify all creation. Uh, the hymnody is very beautiful around it. You hear the mountains leaping for joy, uh, the sun shines brighter, the stars intercede, the very powerful imagery uh, that we hear uh, of what's really going on in that kind of mystery. We see Christ descend into the water, uh, and but we don't understand the great mystery that's happening, that he's sanctifying all of creation. The stars, the sun, the universe is being sanctified by God. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as we move on. But we have this in... in Incredible encounter of John um, seeing Christ coming into the water. John is baptizing all the people in uh, Judea and in, in, in the city of Jerusalem. They're all coming out to be baptized by John. And all of a sudden, the Lord steps into the water, and John says, I cannot baptize you. You're the creator, and I'm the creature. But God, again, in his great humility, says, no, you do this. For two, two reasons. One, I want to show what you should do, right? We all need to be baptized. If Christ needs to be baptized, you need to be baptized. <laughs> he didn't need to be. He did it for our sakes, okay. for that beautiful moment. But then also to bow his head into the water that he would, in that moment, kind of conquer death and show us a, a prelude to the resurrection, to be raised and to raise creation into the newness of life. So we celebrate this great feast today with uh, holy water, blessing the water last night. We'll go to the ocean and bless the water. Uh, in fact, a great story about that. One year, thanks be to God, the sun came out. Uh, but one year it was raining. I remember and Father Simon and I and Father John Stephen went to, the, uh, to Goleta Beach. He said, we're just going to put raincoats on and go out there. We're going to do this, and we're going to come back and have the feast here. So we go out there, and as soon as, uh, I think Father John Stephen's reading the gospel text, and the, and, and the heavens opened. It stopped raining, and the clouds spread out and the sun shone down, and we finished the service, and when we left, it closed back up and went on. It was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> a little moment that God says, I love you. I love what you're doing. It's a very beautiful moment. So for us, we see and understand and rejoice in, in this beautiful uh, feast because Christ shows how much he loves us and cares for us and how much he 
he wants to bring us into a sanctified holy life. Okay. In the epistle, uh, St. Paul's uh, letter to Titus, some of these words I want to just emphasize a bit. He redeems us from all iniquity, purifies for himself a people, zealous for good deeds, that's one thing. And then we see in this feast the goodness and loving kindness of God. We'll talk a little bit about that. In the virtue of mercy, very powerful wording there, we'll talk a little bit about that. Washing of the regeneration, renewal of the Holy Spirit, justified by grace, we'll talk about that. And end with becoming heirs in hope in eternal life. So this first, uh, these first words of St. Paul to Titus, really referring very much to uh, what baptism is to us. Redeems us from all iniquity, purifies for himself a people zealous for good deeds. So many people in this world want to be good. I think most people want to be good. So we do that by good deeds. We do that by obeying the law. We do that by trying to harmonize with nature. We try to gain immortal bliss by contemplation. But there's only one way you can truly do it. Being united to Christ. All those other things will happen. But you must be united to Christ. Live in unity with God. And in that unity, then all this, this, this bliss, this peace, even obedience to the law becomes something that comes out of us. It comes out of our union with Christ. We cannot do any good alone. We cannot do any good alone. We need to be in Christ. You know, all of us have made efforts in our lives to, uh, and we've all, maybe you've all made your, uh, your New Year's resolutions, and they probably have failed. Some of them have failed already. <laughs> Oops, that's not going to work. So I think we have to understand that this life, to live a good life, to live in goodness, to live in holiness, it demands unity with Christ in baptism and living according to that unity. I live from Christ in outwardly. My reference point is Christ. What I'm thinking, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, my reference point is Christ. Then I do good. Then I am redeemed. Then, then I am purified. Then I am zealous for good works. So remember that, that sense of being in Christ, living in Christ. And when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared. You know, there's in the hymnody of the church, the word today means eternal. So if something happens today in a liturgical context, it's happening not only today, but forever. It's, it's an eternal event. And when we do, when we liturgize, this is for Alexander Schmemann's encouragement to us, liturgy transforms remembrance 
into reality. What we remember about this baptism of Christ and what happened at the baptism is not just something that happened then. It's something that happens eternally. It's happening for us today. So I want to read a few prayers, some of the prayers, uh, so you kind of get an idea of what is happening today. What's that mystery that went on when Christ went into the water? What was going on mysteriously? Today the grace of the Holy Spirit had descended on the waters in the likeness of a dove. Today has shown the sun that setteth not, and the world is lighted by the light of the Lord. Today the clouds from heaven moisten mankind with the showers of justice. Christ comes to establish justice in this life or in the life to come. It's going to happen. So don't worry about it. Think there's injustice? Yes. But there is ultimate justice in Christ. Today the uncreated accepts of his own will the laying out of hands of his own creation. Today the prophet and forerunner draws nigh to the master but halts with trembling when he witnesses the condescension of God toward us. Today the waters of Jordan are changed to the healing by the presence of the Lord. When we anoint that water. Christ stepped into the water and made that water healing medicine. And today and forever that water in, a bless, in that blessing is, is eternally made healing. In, a mystery, in that beautiful mystery. Today hath paradise been opened to men and the sun of righteousness has shone forth for us. When Christ went into the water, the doors of paradise opened. I'm not excited. I'm really excited. Today we have escaped from darkness, and by the light of the knowledge of God, we have been illuminated. We see God. We, see, we hear the Trinity. We hear the voice of the Father. We see the Son as a dove. We see the Son of God in the water. The, the mystery that's been hidden for all ages was revealed to us. This is my favorite one. Today the celestials celebrate with the terrestrials and the terrestrials commune with the celestials. Like that, Luke? So this is such an important thing to us to see. The angels and men together, God has brought this unity of heaven and earth. Wow. The angels and men Women together, celebrating. Lord, give us eyes to see these things. Today, the unbowable bowed to his servant to deliver us from slavery. Today, we have bought the kingdom of heaven, for the kingdom of heaven has no end. And this beautiful thing that we get, we see this. Today, the land and the sea have divided between them the joy of the world. The land and the sea are filled with joy today. So this is the mystery. This is that which happened to us and for us at the baptism, that beautiful mystery. And then these words, too, from St. Paul. In the virtue of his mercy. Christ is 
just naturally virtuous. And so he is encouraging us to be the same, to be naturally virtuous, to live in Christ, to live virtuously, to respond to everything in life virtuously. <laughs> so I was talking to a priest friend, and uh, we were commiserating. That's what you do sometimes with priest friends, commiserating. <laughs> And he was telling me he had a really difficult situation. Uh, he was, it was kind of a, confronted by a person, very aggressively confronted by a person. And then I said, well, what did you do? I want, I want to hear what you did. He said, I turned to, turned to the Lord, and he said, be patient. And he said, but that didn't kind of fix it, you know? I was still grumbling. I still was still thinking of what I should say back. You ever got that, you know, you have a, somebody confronts you and you make this whole list of things you should tell them back? And he said, uh, but then, several days after I was working on being patient, God said, now forgive. And he said, the whole thing went away. Patience and forgiveness. Can we be that way, like Christ? He's patient with us, right? And he's forgiving with us. Can we be that way? Do we need to jump on every little thing that comes at us? Can we just be patient and wait? And then maybe in our waiting, God will encourage us to be forgiving. And then the whole issue can disappear from our soul. There still may be an issue there, but in your soul, you're at peace. The virtue of mercy. Make make this an effort for all of us. And then the washing of regeneration, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, justified by grace. So this grace, my beloved, is that we are able, through baptism, through Christ's condescension, to participate in all the uncreated energies of God. You, you should be so, you should like be going, wow. All that Jesus is by nature, he's given us in baptism by grace to become. We have it, we have to live in it, live it out. So we have this incredible potential participate in the uncreated energies of God. So we need to kind of grab that and be grateful that God has given us that opportunity through union with him and baptism. And finally, by way of encouragement, St. Paul says to Titus, we become heirs in the hope in eternal life. We have a great hope not only in what Christ did, but what Christ is doing and what he will do for us. We need to have that eternal hope, that, that reaching out into our future that says we are children of God and we are eternal members of his kingdom. And allow that to draw us forward. Sometimes it's just life gets too heavy. and We can't look past that, that thing. But that hope 
in eternal life allows us to step past that thing and raises up a place to where we can step with confidence in this life, move forward to the next thing that's in front of us. So today, Christ has come to sanctify the universe and to bless us with his presence in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.